Ricky, 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 Ricky. What's going on, man? What's up, man? It is. If I feel like if I don't see you for a week, it's been like a year. Yeah, I know. It, it, that's a that's a me thing. I think I'm just such like a um, charismatic guy. You know, everyone <laughs> loves being around me. That when I'm gone for a little bit of time, it just feels like forever. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like like we. Uh, it's so weird because we were busy early on the season, but we were still recording like three, four times a week. And now, like we we got stuff going on. I mean, you were sick this week. I uh, yeah. just moved into a new apartment. My wife's pregnant, so I got to shoulder a lot of the you know moving stuff. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, but we're back. Uh, so we apologize. Anybody that's like was looking for our, uh, recap, we will, we will start doing that again. It's yep. just life's happened and, uh, yeah. sickness has happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's my fault this week. I'm still chugging like these medicine balls from Starbucks. I don't know if you guys have ever had one of those things. They're like this weird concoction of like mint tea, steamed lemonade and all this other shit. And it just knocks it out. So like, it gives you like 30 minutes of peace and quiet to be able to record a podcast with your buddy, you know? So oh, wow. I ran out and grabbed one of those real quick so that we could do this. Yeah. But I apologize sick. if you hear me like hacking or anything like that in the middle of this episode, it's uh just a byproduct yeah. of all the mucinics that I've been slamming. I think that could be fun. Um, yeah, I'm sick like uh, once a year, if that, and no matter how, like I can't push through it. I'm just a big baby. And I'm just like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just, that'll all change, man. When you have a kid, uh, like I, I honestly don't even know what I'm sick with right now. I just tell people I'm sick because my kid goes to kindergarten. Like <laughs> that's what it is, man. I call it a case of kindergarten. Yeah, no, I, I got sick, uh, uh, this year because my wife just started teaching at a school and she got sick and gave it to me. Yeah. And I was yep. like, Oh God, I already hate this. And I'm gonna have a kid and you the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, nobody cares. Um, uh, <laughs> so my Twitter freaking blew up last night because of one DJ Moore. Do you even know what oh, DJ did, stands for? Did something happened with that. <laughs> what does DJ stand for? I, I, wanna, I was, I was like, you know how people say Thomas Edward Brady? I was like, yeah, Donald Jerome Moore. Um, yeah, he was excellent last night. He he single handedly won them that game last night, in my opinion. Deniston Oliver Moore Jr. Oh, so Deniston Jr. Denison Jr. Watch DJ. Go DJ. Um, not my DJ. <laughs> no, man, I love this guy. I hope he succeeds. Yep. Um, I very happy I, for him last night. Yeah, he he man, he what he does so well, like he he has such good concentration on a mm-hmm. ball, like two those two balls, the one he stepped out of bounds, which he really didn't step out of bounds. He didn't step and out that, of bounds. Oh, yeah. And, and that last one they were like two inches away from getting knocked away. And yep. he just, his concentration is just so, so good. And his, uh, his, um, shiftiness and speed after the catch is so good too. Uh, I, I got, he might have the strongest hands too, which is really funny, man, because like he had some drop issues in Carolina at times, but yeah. like he's got these just grips for hands, man. Like yeah. that ball touches his hands more times than not. He's holding on to that thing and he's gone. Yeah. He, and he's got some, he, like you don't like he doesn't feel like a speedster, but man, he has got some breakaway speed. He's got game speed, man. He's not he's not yeah. like one of those testing speed guys. And I think he's still ran in the four fours or, or something like that, high four yeah. fours. Yeah, not like, yeah. He's like slow by any means. Um, I don't think that JT O'Sullivan would be like, you know, griping about him on the quarterback school or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I he definitely has more game speed than he does testing speed for sure. Yeah, so of course. Of course, my whole freaking uh, uh, Twitter 
blows up. It's like, you know what? You know what I hate? People that make the same joke and think they're clever, but they're yeah. like, uh, they're like, uh, oh, Panthers should use a, a could use a, a, a receiver, right? Maybe if they if they heard this DJ Moore guy, it's like, okay, wow, that's original. The, that's the ninety first time I've seen this in the last how, five or, minutes. Or how about yeah? Or how about the one where they're like, hey, at least you have your first round pick that you can draft a receiver for next year. It's, okay, <laughs> really good, man. Yeah, I mean, um, and also why like why pour on the Panthers? What have we done? Like, yeah, I'm like, a big fan of recycling. I'm just not a huge fan of recycling internet jokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we could do something a little bit more innovative if we're going to talk shit to each other. Also, yeah, what, what's the what's the talking shit on Panthers? What have the Panthers ever done to anyone else? Like, yeah, we never like, beat you. <laughs> talk shit about the Patriots. Patriots won freaking uh like six Super Bowls. Yeah. they're terrible. Like, right. talk shit about them. Talk shit about like good teams that are bad. Don't right. talk shit about the Panthers. Come on, man. It's hard enough being a Panthers fan. <laughs> we really just don't need anybody kicking us while we're down, right? Like, yeah, let me yeah. follow by myself, please, man. Yeah, also, Justin Fields ain't good. DJ Moore won that game for him. Justin Fields was a 50% completion. (laughs) Good. No, no, I was going to say, I get why people are enamored with him, because his physical tools are bananas, dude. Like, he Mm. is, um, he's got one of the livest arms. You know, you can see it. It just, it it comes out of his hand, and he flicks that wrist, and this thing is a live ball. But... Mm. I still just really struggle, man, with his accuracy and placement. And and he had that first half last night. And we don't need to talk about this too much because now we're talking about a Bears game, yeah, yeah, Panthers, yeah. I guess. But he just had these great pockets. So we can bring that back to the Panthers, though, because we don't have that right now, right? Yeah. In that first half, man, he was afforded so much time. I just want fans to understand that all of that yeah. plays such a big part into a quarterback success, right? Yeah. So when Bryce Young is literally running within the first two and a half seconds, Sometimes he's bailing on the pocket, but more times than not, man, he's doing it out of a necessity. And that's what Justin Fields was doing for a lot, too, at the beginning of the season, because their offensive line sucks as well. Uh, I think more Justin Fields just didn't. He's a, he's a first read guy. Like, he can't. He can't. Not comfortable he, his first in. read, that guy's covered. I'm running. Um, but he better be careful, man. He he took some. He, took, he went to the ground so, so hard a couple of times, like head first. Yeah, I worry about, and you saw him like was it last week or two weeks ago where DJ was like, "Yo, you got to get the sign line, yeah, you man. Get you're, out. You're, not, you're not right." Yep. Um, yeah, I, I worry. I mean, Cam had the same problems. I, I mean, I worry about guys like that uh, that rely too much of their like their build and their athleticism. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, all like I mean, I, I I know we like to like talk crap on players and stuff like that, but I I, I do head injuries. I'm, I don't mess around with. Right. Um, and, I hope and, that and, I hope somebody says ear about that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. And the reason that we started talking about this DJ Moore thing anyways, though, is because now there's this revisionist thing happening, right? All over the yeah. internet, Twitter, especially. I don't know what anyone else does because I don't really go on Facebook. I try my hardest to stay away from there. Yeah. Um, but I, I, it's all over. And it's this whole thing of like, we made such a mistake trading DJ Moore. W- look, we had a choice, right? It was DJ Moore, Derek Brown, or Brian Burns. Those are the three guys that polls the GM for Chicago said that he wanted included in the in the deal to get up to number one overall. Mm-hmm. My thinking behind that, man, and I, I think that, you know, I think Fitterer's already said this too, and, and I don't really like that I agree with Fitterer right now because I think that a lot of Fitterer's moves right now are coming under valid criticism. I think that there is some real shit to look at some of these moves and, and say he tried them, and, and that's great too. Like being aggressive is something that I always want out of my GM. But you, you do have to, at some point, to answer for being wrong on those moves. The aggressiveness mm. can't just be the thing that we hang our hat on, right? It's great to make a move, but if you miss on 90 of them out of 100, that's a bad percentage. Um, but on this one, 
look at what our roster was, right? DJ Moore, the receiver, we had Terrace Marshall behind him. Um, that's about the extent of who you would think is going to continue on this team as an impact player, as a receiver, right? You had shy Smith, shy Smith didn't make the team, but looking at the free agent class, you have to tie all that together. You knew that there was a couple of guys that were going to be available. that were probably better than any of the edge rushers or interior defensive linemen that you could get if you moved Brian Burns or Derek Brown. So when you look at that and you say, so who is the easier person to replace? None of them are easy, man. And you don't want to get rid of any of them, but we've been in quarterback purgatory since Cam Newton. Did you want to go back into the season with Matt Corral as your starter? And I know there are some people that want to. And and look, man, that's fine. You know what I mean? The, you can feel good about that. I'm sure that you can go and have dinner with Matt at an Applebee's. You could drive him in your F-150 and have a really nice time talking about things because he's not doing anything else right now. You want him to be the starter of your football team, but he's not doing anything right now. Not playing. <laughs> so, again, I, I really just want everyone to think things through before you start saying how bad of a decision we've made we've seen four games for bryce young he's supposed to be our franchise quarterback yeah dj moore is a really good player man no one's saying that he sucks we love dj moore i would have loved to have kept him i would have loved to kept every single good player that ever played for the panthers it's not feasible (laughs) sometimes you have to make decisions man also like all right say you're say you're not a fan of the panthers and we're just looking at everything objectively the Raiders went and got Devontae Adams, who's the best receiver in football last year, and they went yeah. four and thirteen. It's yeah. not. It's a, It's you also got to look at look at all the other like a whole new coaching staff over in Denver. They're one and three. Probably should be zero and four. Like getting a new co- uh, coaching staff, getting a whole new system, getting all that sort of stuff. Sometimes it can work to your advantage, like because nobody's seen this kind of stuff before. Like Dayball took everybody by surprise. Also, yeah. you know they got Darren Waller. How's that working out for him right now? Right. So it's like. We just got to start stop nitpicking and not and stop. It's we have seventeen games. All, right. We're only we're only what, we, uh, the the Bucks are three and one. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So they're three and one. We're three games back. Do we really think the Bucks are going to sustain this? I I I just don't want anybody. Like we we get the most injured team in the league. Um, we're a whole new coaching staff. Uh, 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 DJ Chark didn't get to play like the last two weeks with Bryce. Bryce got hurt. He missed a year. You know, it's kind of reminding me of, and this is what we want to be really careful that we don't become is the jets because yeah. uh, last year, Zach Wilson missed the whole preseason and then came in week five. The dude went five and three and got benched because people were like, Oh, he's like, they don't even give him any time to like develop or like be any good at all. He got benched. The, the tech uh, the jets were, were terrible. They all blamed, uh, they all blamed LaFleur and they blamed, uh, uh, Zach Wilson, that Aaron Rodgers the savior left. And now you need Zach Wilson again. Like, and he looked good last week. Let's not become the team that just like every single week gets upset, 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 upset. Yeah. And like pile it on our players. If they're yeah. doing their best. Yeah, just the knee-jerk reactions, right? Like, it's okay. It's Not only is it okay, it's fair to have emotional outbursts when your team is 0-4. I'm Mm. I'm not trying to talk anyone out of being upset or disappointed or frustrated or unhappy, any of that, man. I think that all of that is very valid and fair and earned from this football Mm. team. But the knee-jerk reactions of, like, these monumental mistakes that we've made that are going to set us back for years and all of this kind of shit, we don't know that right now. I'm not saying yeah. that you're wrong either. You, you may end up being correct on some of that. Some of that may be the right 
answer down the line and I'll look back on it and say, yeah, I was wrong. Sorry. I, I apologize for preaching patience and letting something work its way through. But I'm just not going to be the one who wants to be right first at the sake of saying anything, man. Like it's just, it's, it's dribble when you say this shit. Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know, yeah. man. Philippians. Yeah, we had, we had DJ Moore last year. You know what? We started one and five. Like, I, 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 and DJ I, didn't have a quarterback. I give you that. But then who did you want? You wanted one of those quarterbacks to start for us again this year, though. So yeah. what do you yeah. want to do? Give Derek Carr $40 million? Have you seen Derek Carr lately? He's trash. Right. You know, like, right. let, let a rookie be a rookie, man. Let him, yeah. let him turn the ball over. He's going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Um, we, nobody ever, I thought, I mean, I had high expectations for us. I also didn't think we we're going to have 12 guys get hurt in the first, yeah. uh, you know, four weeks of the season, our right. main guys too. Uh, I think, I think they're going to be fine. The fact that we're competitive with all these teams, we're going to start winning these games at some point. Um, and it, we're it might not games right now, you know, it might not be these next two weeks, but, but yeah, I mean, once we get done with that bike and you know what, though, man, these next two weeks, maybe it is, maybe that's the time that we have no business winning either of these next two games. If you look at the matchups on paper, right, which we're going to do with one of those here in a little bit for the game mm-hmm. preview, but you look at these two next matchups on paper that we got no business winning them. Maybe that's when it happens. That's a, that's a huh? classic Carolina thing to do, right? There's no business beating one of these teams. Why don't you go out there and do it then? <laughs> they might, look, man. Look how good uh, the, the Seahawks, they destroyed the Giants. And yeah. we outplayed the Seahawks for most of that game. So right. we're right there. We, we just yep. put the mistakes. You got to cut out the mistakes. Bryce is a rookie. Like, let's let's integrate the offense. I think the kids' gloves are slowly coming off. Yep. We're going to be all right. We're going to be fine. Yep. That Maybe that doesn't mean we make the playoffs this year. but yep. Which is disappointing uh, so, and it sucks, man. I get that. Right, yeah. but but there is still things losing. Yeah, yeah, we're and I losing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I posted this, and I said I want to come back to it. This year's Panthers are last year's Lions, in my opinion. I think that and the Lions started what? Uh, well, they they started four and seven and went on their run. No, they started three. Crap, they went not. No, I think they started one and five. Two and six. Two and no, six. Three and six. Three and seven, and then they uh, went went. Uh, I'm sorry, math six and one down the stretch. So I think they started one and five. I think you're right. Um, but they were they were the same way. They were in all those games early, and they just were young and just like. Mm-hmm. And then they they got hot. They're like they realized their potential. Um, Jared Goff stopped making mistakes, and that's yep. and, and that's all it is. It's cutting out the mistakes, um, staying focused, not blaming each other, and. You know what I love about this team is that every single person that comes to the podium, we're good. We're fine. Like they, they don't say that out loud. They're frustrated yeah. or they're losing, but they aren't. The world is on fire yeah. know, when they come to the podium. Yeah. It's, it's everybody just relax. Just relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't be the Jets. Well, you don't want to be the Jets. And so there's another thing that's happening right now too. Um, that's not related to games necessarily. And that's this trade talk that they're talking about. We want to sit here and talk about not having a wide receiver, right? Well, all of a sudden there's this rumor going around that Carolina Panthers are highly involved in looking for a wide receiver one in the trade market. I see you shrugging your shoulders. What are you shrugging it for? Yeah. I mean, who do you want? Judy? Dude can't stay on the field. You don't like Jerry? So let me ask you a question. Would you Jerry Judy for a third round pick? Oh yeah, do that. I mean, in a heartbeat, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, I, I, I would assume they would want more than that. You don't think so? 
Well, the, that one little fellow, what's his name? Benjamin Albright. Uh, mm. The guy that had the big breakdown on Twitter or whatever. Or he got in trouble for being a shitty person or something. Um, that guy. <laughs> um, he's the one that came out and said that they originally had been looking for a second and a fourth, he thought, for Jimmy. Mm. That um, sounds more. They would likely, right. But that they would likely settle for a third is what his intuition was about being an inside source for the Broncos. Um, now, the only thing about this whole situation, though, again, because this this had kind of had a, you know, ripple waves going through the Internet as well, was it the way that these things are being worded by this front office, right? Like our front office management saying we're looking for a true wide receiver one in the trade market right now. Mm. It, it's risky to say those things because you also said that we were in a drop a quarterback in and win type of situation right and mm-hmm. you said that you expect to win now and all these kinds of things and then you tread back and say well in the, in the kind of rebuild that we're in we have to take into account some of these things the wording matters here and saying mm-hmm. that in this uh, maybe this is why you were shrugging your shoulders a little bit because when you say that you're looking for a wide receiver one in the trade market i don't think that there is one just available not for, right now not for right? a right system uh, t higgins is the only person that fits the build of the michael pittman the alshon jeffrey like the yeah. guys that he usually likes to have as their right. the ex receiver. And we're not getting T Higgins. We don't have the, well, I'm not sure that T Higgins is available right now either. Maybe in the next couple of weeks, if they yeah. are closer to being eliminated from playoff contention, but Joe Burrow is supposed to be healthy now. But the whole thing is though, man, like I understand there's financial ramifications for guys like that. Like how are they going to pay T Higgins and keep Jamar chase burrow just landed this giant extension. I understand all that, but they're not going to mortgage the chance of winning right now just to avoid a contract situation next year, right? Mm. They, they may still be able to figure out a way. That's their internal thing to figure out. That's as mm. for the Panthers. We are talking about Jerry Judy. You're talking about, these are the names that have been floated around. Hollywood Brown. Like what yeah. we say is available, but Jerry Judy, um, Hollywood Brown, Cortland Sutton for the Broncos is another name that's been brought up. Oh, um, giving him up. Devonte Adams has been talked about. Devonte Adams isn't coming here, man. Like he's just yeah. not going to come here. And, even if he was available, we don't have the capital to go and get. No, no, no. Because you look at, all right, so this is a good way of looking at it, right? Look at the last actual wide receiver ones that were traded. Like, I'm talking about, like, bona fide, not yeah, yeah. look at it and say maybe he could be for this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephon Diggs was traded in 2020, right, from the Vikings to mm-hmm. the Bills. The Bills got Stephon Diggs in the 2027th round pick. The Vikings got a first in 2020, a fifth in 2020, a sixth, and a 2021 fourth. Well, we don't have a first round pick. So mm. we instantly are going to be behind if someone's looking for a current first round pick, right? Mm. Tyree Kill, Chiefs to the Dolphins. Now, Tyree Kill is a bona fide superstar, young guy. He has a ton of talent, ton of time left. Dolphins got Tyree Kill. The Chiefs got a 2022 first, a 22 second, a 22 fourth, a 23 fourth, and a 23 six. The, the fourth and the sixth, those don't matter. But getting a first and a second in the same year, that's what pushes things over the edge. And it's the same thing for Devontae Adams when he just moved from the Packers to the Raiders, right? They got a mm-hmm. 2021 first and a second. We just can't offer that. So yeah. a bona fide first just doesn't seem realistic for us. There, mm-hmm. are, there are guys like Judy that I think could potentially make sense. And if you could get him for like a third, then maybe what you're talking about is a little bit more of like the um, Brandon Cooks type of trade market, right? He was mm-hmm. just traded from the Texans to the Cowboys for a 2023 fifth and a 24 six. That's really low, but Cooks is also an older guy. He's a guy yeah. that produced though. He had a thousand yard seasons at each of his four teams. He produced a thousand yards in his first season with those teams. 
So it's not like his production drops off. Judy hasn't put together a thousand yard season. Mm. So I don't know that the asking price can be that high of a second or anything like that. I feel like it's got to be a third. If it is a second, it's too rich for me. I would, I would mm. bow out. But if you could get him for a third, man, I think that's absolutely a, a boost to this receiving core. Yeah, I, uh, I'm kind of, I kind of want to roll with my guys. I kinda, I'm, not, I'm on the right train. I think, uh, I think the one thing we're missing is the Pittman roll. And I think that Terrace Marshall might, might uh, get nine targets soon. Man, I, 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 I want Paris Marshall too, man. I just, I'm, I'm not liking what I've seen. Yeah, like, it's quite less good so we've had already, right? We've had Marshall miss the game. Uh, Char- Marshall missed the game, right? Or he was off. He was gone the whole off season. Did he miss the game? Uh, he, yeah, he missed. He missed the uh, the Falcons game. Yeah, so he missed the game. Chark missed the game. Uh, uh, Mingo's missed the game. Like, we haven't seen it yet. Like, let's like just let it happen. Let, let's just see what happens. I. I think the only the only the, the only player that I want I, I mean I would love to have Cortland Sutton I don't think that they're trading Cortland Sutton I think that they really Forget like him. As, but, game. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. You. But he missed the whole off like he missed the whole yeah, a lot of the preseason. Um, but uh, Cortland Sutton I would love to have. I don't think Peyton Peyton likes him in the Michael Thomas kind of role um, or T Higgins. I just don't think Judy is like I think it's too um, Judy's too much too similar to Mingo ish like. I think they're like they're the guys that would be doing a lot of the um, uh, motion. They'll work out a slot a lot. Um, I there's a there's a giant discrepancy though with Mingo and Judy, and that's their route running abilities. Like Judy, oh yeah, and he's a quick twitchy guy that we don't yeah. have that anywhere on this roster. Like Judy, Judy would give us something that is not on the roster. I, it doesn't feel what you're talking about. It doesn't feel the big X receiver. Mm. Um, but he absolutely would fill a speed like route technician. Part I think that would just, I think that would just change the offense. Like, uh, right. like Brown's never had that kind of guy. Um, Reich never had that kind of, they like the, like, right. Like they like the Cooper cup kind of role, the big slot. Uh, Paris Campbell was supposed to fill that role um, for uh, the Colts, but he just kept getting hurt. They like mm-hmm. that big X receiver with Alshon with uh, 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 Pittman, the, the big X, the big uh, slot, and then usually have a speed guy on the side. Right. Um, and then you have your tight ends working in the middle of the field. You're, what is all right? This is what we need to get into. Okay. Where is Raheem Blackshear? What is that? Such a huge part of a Reich offense. Mm-hmm. Why is he in the doghouse? What is going on? Like what? Like why did he even make the team? Mm-hmm. That's like, a great. If you didn't want, if you didn't want him, why why roster him? Like, I, I, it blows my freaking mind. Well, then, they signed, then they signed Tariq Cohen, and he's not. I, look, I, Tariq Cohen's a great story. I don't know how much I'm banking on him being ready to contribute on an NFL team right now. But we have I mean, a guy that can do a very similar skill set in Raheem Blackshear that looked really good in camp and preseason, and he's in the doghouse out of nowhere, man. It, I, I'm, I have no idea what's happening. How much would that help, Bryce? I, I think it's it a freaking yep. ton. Like yep. it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like you any sense. About, so you talked about something where we were just talking about the receivers, and you said something that I it, it triggered in my head. You said, "Yeah, but that just that would change the whole offense, like the Judy aspect coming in or whatever." Mm. Hey, is that such a bad thing <laughs> right now to just change the whole offense? Because here's my problem, man. I don't want to do this thing where we're like. 
yeah, I just don't want to like mess up the scheme too much or, or do something different than what I'm used to or what I'm comfortable with all that. And that's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying you are implying. No, no, no. There are, there, there are starting to be a little bit of a semblance of that kind of attitude from Frank Reich right now yeah, yeah. with the whole, Hey, look, I know you can't see it, but it's working, right? That, that thing that we heard from rule. And now we've heard from Reich. I don't I like hearing that kind of stuff. It, I can kind of yeah, see it. You can kind of see it. I know. I, I know. You're an analytical dude. You deep dive. Yeah. And, and look, man, I love numbers too. Um, I, I watch film. I do all that stuff. But I also watch the game just from a just watch to see what looks like it's working and see what's fluid. Yeah. And see, like, is everyone playing together? Are they in unison? Are, are is the timing there? And it's not. It's not. Um, yeah, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. And so if there are changes, and now Frank said today in his presser that they made some subtle tweaks to like the pre-snap um, operations after the Seahawks game talking about like the silent cadences and stuff like that, because they anticipate a rowdy um, environment in Detroit this week. But I, I think there's gotta be some other changes, man. And I think Raheem Blackshear is a great place to start with that. Personnel can be different, man. And, and, and one quick thing talk about personnel and changes. Don't throw another fucking pass to Ian Thomas in the end zone. Just don't do that, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even asking. Like this is all like some like fatherly yeah. advice. Don't do that, Frank. Yeah, do not hit him in the head with another football while I'm watching. Like that's yeah. gonna piss me off, man. I I really don't like seeing these routes being run for Ian Thomas. And they look. They started using twelve personnel. They started having Tommy Tremble motion out. It was almost like they listened to the Kitty Lit podcast or something <laughs> like that, right? But one thing that they didn't listen to was when I was talking about Ian Thomas reminding me of my buddy Plates. And he got the name yeah. plates because his hands were like plates. Yeah. Don't throw the football to Ian Thomas. Shout yeah. out to buddy Josh Plates. Just <laughs> bought a new house, man. Good for him. Football didn't work I, out. He's selling houses, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I just think that it is such a complicated offense. And I think that it just sucks like that these receivers have been in and out. Um, the injuries on the offensive line have, have hurt us. Um, the play calling has been bad. We have done the worst play calling with a lead. Like, how do you have a lead and get away from the run? And then, I mean, yeah. actually, let's let's talk. Let's, let's stop talking about the receivers because we can go on this for freaking ever. Um, Miles Sanders, something's wrong, man. Like, he doesn't. The, Miles Sanders week one to Miles Sanders week four. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know if it's if it's like we can't do this without you kind of thing. If they don't, uh, I, I think because they like the what he gives you in the passing game. Like I like combination of Chuba and miles, right? Like they're, I think they're a little bit fearful of just one or the other. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Because whatever, for whatever reason, they don't like black share. I don't know. Um, but uh, also pick up a running back then, man. I don't know. Like they're out there. Get, get some, get, get, I'm sure. I'm sure you like, look at uh, what Brown's did. They just traded like what a six for Pierre strong. Like get somebody right. like that. You can, you can, right. you can find backs. Can uh, Miami has like, and, and they do. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Gaskin is just chilling on a practice squad somewhere. Like you know, yeah. you can find these these backs. Um, but he's something's man that groin. And the the play calling my, the the issue that I have with the play calling is it's like a a sequencing and tendency issue more than it is a conceptual issue for me for the most part. Now the runs I don't love the runs going straight to the offensive guard almost every time. It's going right to that guard. Yeah, guy. It's, I, I don't love that. He's always mm-hmm. run. Yeah. yeah, and and I don't love that, but also there's Thomas Brown. Um, I think it was an article in the Athletic from Joe Person, and he was working with Jordan Rodriguez. Um, and she was saying that Thomas Brown's philosophy on offense is 
I don't care if it takes 10 plays for me to kill you with, with a, with a final play, I'm going to do it. You know, it doesn't matter if it takes mm-hmm. 10 plays or one play. He's like, my objective is to beat you with that play. So mm-hmm. there is a, a, an element of like that mind state of we're going to keep doing it just to get that one final play that can change it. The problem that I'm having with this play calling though, is that offensive offensive line isn't affording any time. So on yeah. some of these concepts that you can see work later, right? Like we've seen some of these designs, where there is a delayed slip or something like that from a slot receiver or from a tight end that's in line. We've seen these delayed movements. We don't have the time for those to develop. Mm-hmm. So if, if you don't have that though, and if you know, we don't have that adjust. And, and mm-hmm. my issue with this play calling and with Reich, there doesn't seem to be much adjusting going on. It seems to be a little bit of stubbornness and a little bit of, I still believe in this. Just because mm-hmm. it's not working doesn't mean I want to move. I still believe in it. Everyone else mm-hmm. doesn't, but I do. I don't yeah. want that sentiment again on this team because I think that we just moved on from that. I think I also think you got to get under center more. Bryce is he's just not under center enough. It's just like it, when you're not under center yeah. and you do run plays, you know exactly where if they run the ball, you know exactly where they're going to run the ball. So it's just. We, they, they, use, they use some they use some RPO concepts a little bit more with Bryce again, and I thought that was a little bit more successful. Um, it, there there are things that they can do, man, to switch it up, and hopefully they do. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I I just don't think he knows how to use Bryce well enough, and I think I think I agree. I think I I, I sort of wonder did Wright really want Stroud and maybe and he got he got trumped by other guys. Maybe. I don't know. Um, because Stroud makes way more sense in a Reich offense than than Bryce does. But a wise uh, think, coach schemes a uh, you know schemes to a player, not a player to a scheme. So right, and I, and it might be that just Brown just needs to take over. Um, yep, and I think that's I, something we may see at the bye week, and that makes sense too because you give an extra week for the planning. But that's yep. also you know speculation. Yeah, yeah but we got it. I mean, we got it. I mean, if we go in five, it's it's done. It's done. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much done now, anyways. But I still don't. I mean. Saints don't look good at all. Falcons. Hopes the playoffs are slim right now, but I I still think that we can rattle off some wins and show exactly why people were high. The same way, like you talked about earlier with the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Even if you miss the playoffs, if we can show enough development and progression, and that we have some building blocks for the future, if we can show that this year, that's enough for me, man. It's it, yeah. this is the Bryce Young year. This is to figure out what you have. I I just want to see the offense being conceptually schemed for Bryce young, not mm-hmm. Bryce young for Frank Reich. That's, yeah. that's all I'm asking for, man. Yeah. And uh, so, so let's go, go. I, I'm kind of, I'm like kind of going like on a complicated thing and I'm trying to try to keep it as simple yeah. as possible. So you go to the Texans, right? Texans bring a whole new coaching staff in, but they have all young guys. Like all the yeah. receivers are young. Uh, right. The, the uh, quarterback's young. The defense is young. Like, so it's almost like, you're learning everything for the first time because you didn't really like you're a rookie. You can't really cross it like Nico Collins. Yeah, I can just I'm whatever. Like I'm I'm that now. Yeah. For us, the guys that were there, we were a, a, a Dante Foreman run hard into the line, push people around kind of team and play good uh, run defense. But we got beat on the, on the pass defense. Now we just changed our whole philosophy with the guys that were already there. So we go to a, th- a three four. We're now um, more uh, action in in our, our defense, and defense is playing really well, no matter what. Um, but those even those those blockers aren't 
they're not playing that smash mouth football that they were playing. The, the, the tight ends aren't blocking as much. They're going out on more routes and more like different players. I think it's just going to take a long time to just change the entire philosophy of your team from that smash mouth, hard nose, play good defense, Steve Wilkes kind of team to this almost like spread. Uh, off. No, no, we're doing a little more 12, but like, like more sp- spread offense, um, speed, uh, working over the middle a lot more. It's, using Miles Sanders and not like a power back like Dante Foreman, more like uh, passes out of the backfield. It's just different mm-hmm. to everyone. It's not just like we brought in some new players and we're, we're just trying to integrate them into the system that was already there. You're you're not only are you bringing them into a new system, you're changing that system to everybody else as well. Right. And that's just going to take time. And, it will, yeah. And that's, I, I, I'm kind of on the, the side of, I'd rather see... I'd rather give him a half a season before I like start like freaking out too much, especially with all the injuries. Yeah. Um, but what I don't understand is Miles Sanders. Miles, uh, Miles Sanders, get right, man. Like week one, I was like, man, this dude looks awesome. Yep. This week, I'm like, man, he. I just think he could use some time, man. If that if that groin is popping back up on him, I would yeah. shut him down for the next two weeks. I would too. I yeah. give him two weeks off and give him the bye week off. Let him have three straight weeks of getting healthy, to practice in full. Coming back for the Texans and the Colts games, you know, right after the bye, let him get healthy, man. Those are winnable football games. Like, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I just, I don't think he's 100%. Um, Tommy right, Brown talked about a little bit about the um, blocking schemes being different, that right now we're, we're running a bit more on the zone blocking um, than we were running like power and gap scheme. Mm. And that is different because there's less sole responsibility on the lineman that usually you would have in a power or a gap scheme on the offensive line blocking in zone. There is a, the first step is in unison. Everyone has to be building a wall as opposed to climbing. Um, there's less identification on zone because you're just going to where you are. You're not going to your guy if somebody's covered up. So there are things, but Thomas Brown, his response to that on, if that is, one of the reasons that this ground game is struggling is because these guys are being asked to learn this new blocking scheme that Thomas runs. When he, when he was asked that, he said, I mean, that's a convenient excuse, I guess, but mm. a scheme is a scheme. Like I'm asking these guys to play football and some might see that as him being stubborn and saying, you're not, you know, bending enough. You're not, you're not working with what you have. I think that what he's trying to say is like, these are professionals, man. They can do both of those things. And we, mm. and we've been, this install was in in the summer. We've been doing mm-hmm. it for months. This isn't the first time we've asked these guys to do this. This isn't the first time they've done it. And they're not running a strictly zone scheme. So th- you're right, man. There is There are things that are taking some acclimating and some time to get used to. And we got to give it a little bit more patience than I think we anticipated doing. And you see success. Like it, we, We've yeah. been successful. The outcomes aren't what we want. But, yeah. man, this defense looks real good for most for well, the, most of the game, the our offense, the run defense is getting crushed. Man. Yeah, well, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we get run, our rush defense is really bad. Yeah, well, we, we have maybe one of the best uh, rushing linebackers in the league to stop the run is out and Shaq Thompson. Like, yeah, yeah. We, we we knew this going in. We knew we. And I mean, I'm going to say it again. We might just need to put Derek Brown there. Like he just. Yep, Shy Tuttle's not not doing it. Yeah, it might just. I mean, Derek Brown did it last year. He's excellent. It sucks that he, he, that means that he won't give you what you can get as a pass rush, but right. Yeah, sorry. We do. We need it. We need yeah. you there. Man. Sorry. Well, especially with this opponent coming up, right? That's a nice segue that you just created for us. Yeah. Oh um, man. 
Yeah, got, got DJ coming up, man. That uh, is a um, that's a that's a good football team. You talk about our, defense. Hopefully, Monra's not playing. If the Monra's not playing, we can probably stack. Yeah, him. I haven't seen the most recent injury report on him. I don't know if I, he hasn't, he's, he hasn't practiced the last three practices. Right, and it's got an abdomen issue. Right, he's a game time decision. Yeah, yep. I could see them sitting him and, and saying, "Take a week off." Um, and still, <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how wrong am I about the freaking Detroit Lions? Oh, hey, how, God. Right was I about, how right was I about oh. the Lions? Yeah. All right. But anyways, I'm not yeah. here to victory lap about being right about the Detroit Lions or anything like that. Oh, my God. Let's talk about them. The Lions on offense, um, from a team perspective, they come in 10th in points, 10th in total yardage, 11th in rush yards, 10th in pass yards, and third mm. in sacks allowed. They are an efficient, balanced football team. Um, they're off. Can't run off either. No, their defense. Thirteenth um, in points allowed, fourth in total yards allowed, first in rushing yards allowed. Still weird. And twentieth in pass yards allowed, and eighth in sacks allowed. Weird. Yeah, talk about their running offense though for a second, because we were just segueing from our rush defense. They went for two hundred and eleven rushing yards last week against Green Bay. And now look, Green Bay is the 29th ranked rushing defense. So, mm. I mean, that checks out. But they put, an, they put an emphasis, man. And this is something that I think we kind of anticipated from the Frank Reich offense and from the Thomas Brown offense is that both of them philosophically believe in running the ball as the first thing. That is, I mean, that is the philosophical principle of both of their offenses, right? And uh, so yeah. that's why it's been so weird to see weird. what's been happening with this team right now. Um the, the Lions have Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, and that's a guy that a lot of people were really, really high on the prospect of him coming to Carolina as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, that ended up not happening. There's some rumors going around that it's because Tepper took too long with it and that Ben actually wanted the job, and then he ended up leaving neither here nor there. He's in Detroit, and they're crushing it. Um, from a scheme standpoint, they run shifts and motions 65% of the time. That's something that we have talked about wanting to see more implementation from the Carolina Panthers. Um, they run 11 personnel, 59%, 12 personnel, 18, and they even run 21 personnel, 11% of the time. So they're a very balanced, very nuanced offense. Um, you'll see a lot of different looks, but they'll also run the gamesmanship that was had last week between the Packers and the Lions with Matt LaFleur and Ben Johnson, I thought was terrific because Ben Johnson was running some of the schemes that you see Matt LaFleur doing and he was just beating them with them. And he was almost like laughing like, hey, look, man, running your offense and I'm literally running it down your throat. So I really have a, <laughs> a hesitation about this game because I think the Ben Johnson, if there is any kind of personal animosity or buildup or anything like that, I think he's going to let us know about it. I, I, he's he's not going to hold back. He's not going to wave a white flag for us and, and take it easy and show some mercy. I think he's going to unleash things. And speaking of unleashing, they get Jamison Williams back this week. Um, you don't care about Jamison Williams. No, he played six games last year and had one catch. What that catch do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How long of a touchdown was it? 40 yards, maybe 46 yards. Something like that. Jamison Williams he, he was before. wide open. Like that dude was like, nobody was around him. Hey man, he might he be ran a great route or anything. He might be able to get wide. Open. You don't have to run great routes right now against. Yeah, but that's. I'm not, I'm not trying to be. Yeah, no, 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 but, Jackson, but like, yeah, no, no. What, what I'm saying is that speed and getting lost on deep balls. So if CJ yeah, Henderson, so, so, yeah, with that, we're in trouble. I, I am not. I'm about as worried about James Williams as I would be about Raheem Shahid. Like that. Like like that name doesn't scare me, Jameson Williams. I'm just saying, but like Rahid, any burner. Yes, yeah, I'm saying. Any burner scares me. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. 
But it's and not Sam he's getting Sam Williams. Right. Sam, well, it's, it's just a new wrinkle to that Ben Johnson offense, yeah. I think, is the way that I look at it. So it makes the entire offense more dynamic because there is a threat that didn't exist prior. It's the same way that when mm. you look at the Carolina offense, if you had – all right, put Jamison Williams on our offense for a second. If you've got a field stretcher and just a burner that can create separation that you can use in a multitude of ways, I think that that makes our offense more – prolific just from the standpoint of a different personnel option. I see you laughing. Go ahead, man. What you got to say? I mean, he hasn't, I mean, you think dude, this, this dude reminds me of Martavis Bryant so much. He just like this guy that can just run a straight line really, really fast. Um, Martavis Bryant did some damage though, man. I no, no, I, I know, but, but this, this, he hasn't played like, I don't know much. I think Khalif Raymond plays way more than this guy does. Uh, I think yep. he probably gets like uh, 10 snaps. I think we, I actually don't think that they might take shots, they're, they should, they're probably going to do what we should do. Why have we not just taken, throw the ball up in the air. If it gets intercepted, it gets intercepted. Let's get a pass interference. Let's get, let's see if Marshall can go up and like, like yeah. highball or something. So they might take shots just to try to get a pass interference call. Like we should do. Um, but, or they might scheme something over the middle where he can get in space and, and go somewhere. But mm-hmm. I just don't think that he can see the field well enough yet. Uh, but I think he only plays like, you know, 10 steps maybe. Yep. Um, Sam Laporta is a obvious. That's what I'm scared uh, of. Yeah, because Sam Laporta has been balling, and we have had a tough time with tight end. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm scared of him the most. Uh, even if Jared even Goff, if I'm on rise place. Jared Goff does a really good job of operating that offense too. He's mm. he's putting the ball where it's supposed to be more often than not. Um, he's got a great conceptual understanding of that offense. So the, he when you when you've got a quarterback that's in control, and that's something that we haven't seen yet from Bryce, right? Yeah, um, that's, that's a good, good point. What was Jared Goff in his rookie year? Not that. Let's, right. Let's, let's, give some, let's give Bryce some time. Like, let's, let's. Yeah, but and you're Jared right. You're at, yeah. No, no, no. It's no your you're point. right. Your point. Yeah, and Jared Goff, Jared Goff was in the McVay offense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got Thomas Brown. <laughs> there, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of really small little similarities that I, I really would like to see more. Never mind. That's a whole different thing, man. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that there's a little, like, Push pull with the. Uh, I'm not convinced that Reich didn't want Stroud, and I think I think he might have got a vetoed. Yeah, he might. That's, 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 a, that's a conspiracy thing. I, like, there's no. I have no backing for that at all. Right. But right. Stroud's kind of perfect for Frank Reich. Yeah, and he's never had anybody like uh, like uh, Bryce. Not many but people have Thomas Brown. Like Bryce. Well, Thomas Brown. Yeah, Thomas Brown uh, uh, has worked with Goff's not the biggest guy in the world. Um, and he's kind of similar to, to Bryce is like working well in the pocket a uh, little. I mean, I don't say that. Golf's yeah, I would, I would completely 1000% disagree with that. Yeah. Completely. But oh, really? Think Jared, Jared Goff has cement blocks for feet in the pocket, man. Like his ability to, to move and manipulate a pocket is probably one of the top or bottom three in the league. Like yeah. that dude, that dude sinks in the pocket. He just sits there, man. And like, if he has to move, it looks like he is uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Like, just imagine like if your old grandfather like, had to take a shit really bad or something, he had to get up off the chair really fast and get out of there. Like it, it's kind of yeah. like that when he sees pressure and I, it's uncomfortable to watch um, both your grandfather and Jared Goff moving in the pocket. Um, <laughs> Defensively, though, defensively for Detroit, man, we're in trouble because of the fact that they are so stingy against the run. Um, yeah, it, it's not that we put a huge concerted effort into running the football. Oh, yeah, exactly. I don't. But, but we have to, man. Like, like we're gonna have to. And knowing that we've been ineffective, rushing against them last yeah. year, and knowing that we've been ineffective 
so far. And now we're going up against one of the best rush defenses in the NFL through the first four games. Mm-hmm. It's troublesome. Um, and if we get down, then all of a sudden you're asking for Bryce to throw the ball 40 times and try to play catch up with the Detroit Lions, which is also a recipe for failure because of Aiden Hutchinson and the rest of that defense is extremely aggressive and they get pressure at a crazy rate. You know what I mean? It's so like it's this is this has the, all the makings of a uh, I don't really want to watch after the first or second quarter type of I'm, I'm just thinking about like, discussing this like the preseason where I was like dogging Aiden Hutchinson like yeah. so good. you were real you were real I negative was so about wrong. I was so wrong about Detroit uh, I, I still remember that that if Detroit comes and just molly whops us this week uh, well all right uh, sorry everyone uh, Ricky pulled a uh, Avengers Endgame and just uh, disappeared for a second <laughs> so it's actually kind of cool because I think we just like switched sides um, yeah. but I think it was kind of a karma like like coming in because he was making fun of me for being so wrong about the lions. Uh, yeah. but we're, we're taught, taught me a valuable lesson to just, you know, be a little bit nicer about things. There's no need to pick three. Sometimes you pick, can you pick it to be MVP? <laughs> Oof, man, you just did that to yourself, man. I don't even know why you would say that out loud ever again. Uh, what's even worse is my second was like Joe Burrow. Yeah. That's bad too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hey, Bryce's office of rookie of the year. Like, so I, yes, I, so I. So wrong. I did have, uh, speaking of the lions, let me get right back into this. Right. Cause we're a professional podcast crew here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did have Brian branch as my defensive rookie of the year. Um, and yeah, what? Dude, that dude like left the game like nine times against the Packers. Is he okay? Yeah, I think he gets. I think that's one of his sticks. I think he likes to get hurt during games and just come back and get a big cheer. You know, like like, carted off the field or something. Like was just. He's like, wait, didn't that guy just get carted off the field? (laughs) Making plays again. Uh, He looks awesome, man. They did. Dan Campbell did such a good job. I great job. That was so wrong. Good for the Lions. Good for Detroit. Yep, good for the Lions. Bad for us this week because of the fact that it was so good for the Lions. Um, so I, I obviously keys to the game is going to be trying to control their ground game. Um, mm. See if we can get any kind of ground game established for us to try to open things up for Bryce. Our offensive line is going to be the biggest key every game going forward. <laughs> to be honest, mm. if the offensive line doesn't do their job, we don't have enough one-on-one winners, whether it's in the backfield or on the outside to yep. make anybody nervous and to beat or to win any matchups. So without yep. the offensive line performing at a high level, we are in trouble for the rest of this way going forward. Let's just clarify that. Yeah. Um, but Zavala, this game man. specifically, yeah, Zavala has been real bad, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, what we need to do is come out on, like, like hopefully we win the coin toss and our first play needs to be a shot downfield at DJ Chark. <clears throat> we got to get points on the board immediately. Because yeah, we, we didn't talk about the fact that this is the Chark Revenge game, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah. uh, oh man, it's, it's yeah. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, I it's, I don't know, it's nothing against Chark. Chark looks fantastic. They went yeah. away from him last week, and I have no idea why. He had the uh, one drop in the end zone after Ian Thomas had the drop. I thought the Chark could have came up with that one too. And and yeah. again, though, I'm not like saying that, like you have to make every catch, but those are the plays that when you have an opportunity to make that play for your rookie quarterback, who you guys have been struggling, getting things going, you got to make those plays, man. These, these veteran players got to make plays for Bryce too, because he can't be the one carrying this team right now. That's just not the way that this is supposed to go. 
So yep. I think that Chark and look, Chark was a great teammate. You saw the videos of him hyping everybody up. You saw the celebrations. I'm really glad that he is on this team, and I think that he could have an impact in this game because the the Lions with the 20th ranked pass defense. There's going to be some shots downfield, man. If if we can get a little is bit there? of protection. Oh well, I I don't know. Like, Alex. Doing it. like why? Like like we just like, don't yeah. want chunk plays. Like we don't like. Get a pass interference. Make yeah. the defense honest. You saw that 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 uh the chart of like the bright passes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, be more predictable, man. Be yep. more predictable. Uh, yep. But I think we have to. We have to get a lead early because we are not going to beat this team coming from behind. Because Three. if they get up seven, ten points, and they just go Montgomery, who all of a sudden is freaking Marshawn Lynch. Lynch. Yep. Um, uh, it, we are. We're not winning this game. We're not even coming close. Yep. We not cover. Um, but we need to, so that's, we need to get an easy touchdown early. So hopefully that can be a long pass to Chark. Um, I'll probably bet that honestly, because that's the only way we can win. Um, so we need to get up early and that might, that still might not help, but uh, that's the only shot in my opinion. Yep. I agree. Because um, we can but, sit back and play good pass defense, but we can't let them have a lead and just run it down our throats. Yeah. And the pass defense thing, like it's really nice. Everett's done a terrific job with his coverages. I think he has done a great job with that secondary and getting them in the right position, especially with having some of these young guys. You know, Deshaun Jameson had some really nice plays last week. Um, that was a really good one. You called that to get him in there and get that energy and just let them play. And he that's what he brought was Deshaun Jameson brought that energy, man. He he had the dog in him that everyone wants out of their uh, out of that secondary, and he has it. So I want to see what they could do with him, coach him up a little bit more, get him into some more opportunities. Um, but from, from our standpoint though, on defense, the pass coverage defense is only going to be as valuable as our run defense could be because mm -hmm. Kirk cousins only threw the ball 19 times against us and they were first in the league in pass attempts. So it doesn't matter how good we are outside covering the pass. If they can just run the ball the whole game and then throw it one every four times and connect because we're overloading trying to compensate for the run you know what i mean so like and now we ran some different coverages and schemes though last week against the vikings where we had a much lighter box with the intent of stopping the pass evero acknowledged that because they thought that they were going to throw the ball more than they did but we talked about it on the podcast that a smart coaching staff which we didn't know if that was the vikings we kind of figured it out <laughs> they are pretty smart because they looked at the tape and said, hey, I know that we could beat them with Justin Jefferson. They they showed that too. Two touchdowns, you know, he was clearly the superior player on the outside. But they also looked at us and said, we can run it down their throat. And so yeah. let's get Alexander Madison some confidence. Let's get Cam Akers uh, eight yard per carry average. And let's go out there and just let them have some fun this week. And I think that's what we'll see from Detroit too. I'm not going to give any of those people that much credit. We've done it every single game. We've controlled the game. We make one huge, huge mistake, and then that all happens. Like mm -hmm. Justin Jefferson, I think he had a touchdown before that uh, that fumble six, and then he just got like, and then he just went off on us. Um, like after that, same with um, Kenneth Walker. Like we were fine. We we're controlling the game, and then Kenneth right. And it's almost like we like. It's almost like we have like the. Oh, here we go again kind of thing um, in yeah. our body language that happens as soon as that one. And that's something that we need to get better at as a, as a, as a group, as a team, because when one thing happens, we're not very good at um, coming back from those kind of things. Uh, and then that's when the defense just gets just like 
feel like that's a coaching issue. Yeah, I, I agree. No, I, if your team can be so uh, mentally fragile that one, you know, bit of adversity can sway the entire vibe and feeling and attack of the team, that's a coaching and that's an identity issue for me. Every loss has been a coaching issue. Yep. A little bit on Bryce uh, for for the most for, for absolutely some of it. man. Bryce gets blamed yeah. for for the mistakes on the field. Yeah, but don't don't. Why are we not running the ball? Like what? Yeah. Why do you not, why when you get a lead do you continue to want to pass the ball seventy five percent of the time? Mm-hmm. Yep. Your defense is playing excellent. You have a lead. Run the yep. ball. Soften off their defense. Run play action. It's just like it's just like such easy. Like it's this is like it's like basic. It's like what the Lions probably will do to us if they get a lead early. It's yep. just basic, basic, basic coaching, and we're not doing it. And it's just. If we're not going to, if we're not going to um, see more Thomas Brown influence in the play calling, then I want to see more Thomas Brown influence from the attitude of the team. Because when he comes up and he, he speaks at the podium and, and he gives his directives, this is a dude that sounds like a leader of men, right? This, this guy sounds like he could get anybody to run through a brick wall for him. And I believe that his players like playing for him and, and feel that way. So, I want to see that energy and that attitude from the team if we're not going to see the X's and O's necessarily. And the, look, the playbook is a collaborative playbook. They they created it together. This isn't just Frank Reich running the, you know, 2016 Eagles or the or the ninth or the 2021 yeah. Colts. This is this is a different playbook, and we see some schemes and some concepts that are creative, and I do like them. It's just not working for what we have right now, personnel wise and offensive line wise. And that's where a competent, good coach, not just a decent, okay coach, is going to understand those adjustments and, and act accordingly. Yeah. And that, I mean, honestly, that's where it's going to, it's got to start from that energy. And that's why I like having those young guys in. Um, the energy has to come from the line, like the offensive line, for sure. It looks like they're so worried about making a mistake. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened in uh, Seattle. It's like, it's like, while they're like always jumping off, they're thinking so much. And I guess I get that, like like you were talking about earlier. And maybe once they understand it better, it's going to be easy. But like, also, don't make them do it. Keep it super simple when you have the lead, man. And then work on it, like in practice. And you know, we're 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 so we are making like mistakes, and that's a lot of that is on Bryce and Miles Sanders fumbled and blah 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 blah. blah. Um, I I still blame um, uh, Karis Marshall for not crossing uh, Jesse Bates on on his route Um, in the Atlanta game. We win that Atlanta game. It changes our whole trajectory. I think that we're whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, But uh, we're making mistakes, but we're setting ourselves up for failure. And it's almost like they want him to fail. Like they like one would have failed so they can succeed. I I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. This coaching, I, I, I've tried to figure out for all four games now, and I just don't. I don't. I don't know what they're doing. I, but well, I'm going to trust them for a little bit. Yeah, I think you make a good point about the coaching, though. And you said to keep it simple. Um, football doesn't have to be like this super difficult, hard thing. Sometimes it can be simple to be effective. And on offense, what you need for that, you need a coach that can create opportunities and advantages for his playmakers. And then you just ask the playmakers to make the plays. That provides accountability on both ends because if the scheme is not providing those opportunities and advantages, there's a finger point, 
right? If the playmakers are getting the ball in those opportunities that they can take advantage of and they're not doing it, there's a finger point. Mm. Right now, there are no clear finger point situations because everything is not working out. So Mm. simplify some of this stuff. Get these guys into the position where they can show if they have that win inside them or not. And if they don't, adjust. That is part of being an NFL coach, right? And so at at some point, man, it's just got to be a, if it's not working, change. And if it continues to not work, serious conversations. Yeah, I just... I, I don't know why we're getting so like it, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like it, it's always been simple. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, think of the, the Eagles, like with right with the Eagles, it's like LeGarrette Blunt, Jay Ajayi. Like it was like right. run like a great offensive line, push the ball, use your tight ends. And then have that big body receiver in the end zone. Like Alshon Jeffrey, they went to the Colts. It was like, use your tight ends, good offensive line, run, <laughs> yeah. uh, run the ball. And then you have your, Big body, Michael. Like, it was just—it's just a tale as old as time. And then this—it's it, like almost like we have a small quarterback, so you can't do what you were doing. But that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know. I'm gonna let it play out for at least a half a year before I get super, super angry, and then I'll get super, super angry. <laughs> what do you think about this game? What is uh? Let's do score predictions real quick because we've hit the uh, hour mark, and I know that we probably have about what seven, eight people still listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we haven't hit the hour mark because you were gone for like five minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was out there messing around. Sorry about. <laughs> yeah, you were you were, I was yeah, out there you, computer Putin going to Target and stuff like that. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I just I really think. And it's going to sound super optimistic and like, I think we might be the bears last night. I think we just, you can't go, you can't go. Oh, and five. We're going to give it every single thing we have. Okay. It still might not be enough, but I want to say we jump out to an 11 point lead. And then it comes down to like, a, I, w- I want to say like, um, 24, 23. Carolina. Win. Carolina wins. All right. That's good. I am glad that you were optimistic about that. That is um, good for you. And for still NFL that, players, man, they're still NFL players. I hear you, man. No, I hear you. They are NFL players. Got and, pride. Uh, These guys won Super Bowls. No, man. And look, I think that they're going to come out and they're going to try. I don't think that there's any kind of like tuck and tail situation here where the Panthers are giving up and they're not going to play hard. I don't, I don't see that kind of makeup in, in the players that are on this roster. Unfortunately, I think that the Detroit Lions have a better football team with better football players and better coaches. Yep. Um, and they're at home. We beat them last year like a drum. Um, and I I'll think that they will. That. I think they do. I think that this team with the identity that Dan Campbell has installed in them, I think that they have a anyone that's done anything to us, we're going to get them back. And Amon Ross St. Mm-hmm. Brown is kind of similar to that. He always talks about that. Right? Yeah. Jared Goff, I think, has a little bit of that to him too because he was just kind of like, it's the first overall pick that people were just like, what a bum, dude. He goes to the Super Bowl, and then you just got to get rid of him so you can get Stafford in there. Stafford's a great quarterback, but this is a first overall pick, man. So, like, I just think that there is a little bit of a uh, John Wick element to this Detroit Lions team that you, you took his car, you took his dog, and now he's coming for it, man. It's pay, pay the piper time, and I think that the Lions make a little bit of an example out of it here um, and win – 34 to 13. 
Yeah, it, it's one or the other. We win by a point or we lose by a million. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like we're not going to, we're not gonna, They're not going to beat us by three. Yeah. I, uh, I, I hope we see some pride. Um, either yeah. way, I think we do jump out to the lead. If we get the ball first, if we don't get the ball first, <laughs> I think we just about very, if we win that, the coin toss. That's going to be very, that's going to be so important. That's going to be so important. If we get the ball first and if we don't take shots, if we punt the ball that first, if we go three and out that first play, I'm going to, that's it. We're done. We're yeah. done. Um, I, I just think it just has a feeling of like Cardinals Cowboys kind of thing. Yeah. Like, like, they're going to bring it all and hope that the lines don't bring it all too. If they do, then they're just better <laughs> and healthy, more healthy too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, which I was wrong about. <laughs> I, I like the lives this year. Actually. Um, I can't believe they made their, that defensive line so good. It's, it's really, really good. Defensive line. is great, right? Yeah. 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 No, they are, they are a fantastic team. And I was wrong about them. I was wrong about a lot of things. Wrong. I was I was right. I, I talked about the Bucks being good this year too. Um, yep. I was I was right about a lot of things, but I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the Lions, yeah. and I will I will be the first to admit that. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing else. Uh, uh, one thing I want to bring up: Joey Sly, f you, man. <laughs> all that crap about uh, uh, in the Panthers game. That's what you get. Be humble, bro. Stop missing field goals. Yeah, that um, was the Joey Sly moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Curtis Samuel, good job, man. I, I still love you. Happy for you, Curtis Samuel. Happy for you. Well. There was a lot of well. Panthers on that football field last night. Um, yeah. But really, really happy for DJ Moore. And I think that we should all take it easy yeah. with the revisionist part of that. Is Business had to be done. You got Bryce Young. Um, let's see how that plays out. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that you're still on a bad team, but yep. you're having a good time. At least you're having a good yep. time. Hopefully you win a playoff game sometime in your career. Um, yep. But it ain't going to be with the Bears. All right. Actually, maybe. They might get like Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. next year, and that team would be electric. But we're going to think about that right now. Right. Thank you, everybody, for listening this long. I know we uh, – actually, I think it was a really, really good conversation. Um, maybe people are intrigued by by that. We We – kind of just like let it go this time. We didn't really have like a outline and yeah, just went back and forth about what we're like kind of nervous. Well, I about. didn't anticipate even being here today. I was going to ask <laughs> you to do all this on your own today, man. And I was like, uh, I'm going to try to be a team player. This is like my flu game. I don't know that I really went for like 45 or anything. Um, but you know, flu game, yeah. I think I put it together decently. Yo, you're like Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's right. Oh God, of course. Uh, so we're probably talking over each other right now because uh, I had this Let weird you know. Verizon network thing and I uh, probably froze a little bit. We'll see what happens. Uh, you're probably not listening. Nobody's listening this long anyway. So whatever. I'm glad it, uh, it went this long. We're good. Uh, but it'll be better next time. Really appreciate everybody listening. And as <laughs> always, keep pounding. Keep pounding. <laughs>